fear is a tool. But when that light hits the sky, it's not just a call. It's a warning. of your favorite podcast words from blurs i am jt and on the other end of the microphone as you know is a do and today this episode is centered around my favorite comic book character we have a review for 2022's robert pattinson led Matt Reeves directed the Batman. You, you okay, brother? I'm okay. It's just uh, it's just a lot of emotions about this movie. Yeah, I, I can tell. It's, it's, uh, it's just, it's, oh, this this movie got you in your feelings, huh? It's just, uh, <laughs> it's just I don't even know. <sighs> Nothing but good feelings, though. So I, I take it you liked it? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and by the way, folks, this is going to be the best non-kind of spoilerish spoiler. We're going to, I don't know. We're just going to play it by ear. We'll give up what we give up. Probably not a whole lot, but we're going <laughs> to, this is yeah. If we do, it'll be uh, near the end. Yeah, so, you know, we'll give General towards the front. Party with spoilers in the back. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the whole background behind this movie is, like, kind of weird, too, because, like, it started out with it. It was originally going to be um, it, yeah, it Ben was Affleck's be a, solo movie, yeah, his, right? His solo movie. And then it turned into that Ben Affleck said he wasn't going to be able to do it justice if he was going to direct and act, which is bullshit because he directed himself in Fargo. But I mean, was it Fargo? Are you thinking of Argo? Argo, yeah, shit, Argo. He directed himself in Argo, and what did he do? Won a best fucking uh, well, he won a fucking Academy Award for that movie. But anyway, it turned into that and then that Matt Reeves was going to direct Ben Affleck, but then uh, Matt Reeves kind of wanted a clean slate and so he decided to continue to work on his own and then that's when Ben Affleck started to be phased out of the DCEU. But regardless of that, we're not here to talk about Ben Affleck's Batman. This is Matt Reeves' whole new interpretation it has no connections to the DCEU besides the character being named Batman, Batman and Bruce Wayne. Um, yeah. I think that's a interesting choice for Warner Brothers because it seems like they're they're taking like almost the opposite route of Marvel, where they're kind of like, ah, you know, we're gonna give like like it's weird because some of the movies are clearly connected, but then others aren't. You know, like uh, uh, Aquaman is clearly connected to like justice league and um arguably uh shazam shazam is certainly going to be connected to black adam you know but then you have movies that are on their own like joker and 
the Batman, obviously, and you know, so it's um, um yeah, so it's I don't know. And then you you know, there's Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey and uh, the Suicide Squad, like those movies are connected. I don't know. It's it's interesting how they're kind of tackling their movie universe. Yeah, because this Batman kind of is going to be the start of his own cinematic universe. Yeah, because it's getting a TV show spinoffs, right? It's getting like two. At first, there was a GCPD spinoff. Well, that got scrapped. Um, They're definitely doing a Penguin spinoff series for HBO Max. And from what I just read recently, which was like in the last couple of days since the movie premiered, they're planning on doing an Arkham Asylum series, which is supposed to have like a lot of horror elements. I much prefer an Arkham Asylum series over another Gotham Cop series. I mean, Gotham just ended what, like four years ago, maybe? Was it? I don't know. I it's mean, yeah, reason. that that show was hammy as fuck. But this, this, this if they were going to GCPD, this would have basically been a much darker Gotham. This would have been a much darker world. So, I mean, either way, they're both set in different versions of Batman's world. Yeah. And uh, but, he, uh, this interpretation of Batman, it's, um, I mean, it's dark, but not in a overly, like, you know, put upon manner. Like, it's, 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 it feels different from other interpretations of Batman. Like, it feels different from the last uh damn what was the last trilogy the 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 chris the nolan trilogy the yeah Dark there you Knight go trilogy? nolan christopher nolan like it feels very different from christopher nolan's movies but right. at the same time it's still has it, it has a grounded feel to it yeah, yeah it, it, it has that sense of realism but also that things are slightly more elevated in this world than our own just i mean I, I don't I don't even know if I can really say that because everything that happened in this movie I could absolutely see happening in like the real world, like from the ways the fights were, everything, everything. Listen, we're we're, we're gonna get into that, but let's just kind of go over the, the story really quickly without spoiling it, right? Yeah. So basically, is, uh, oh, you wanna? Oh, go ahead. I think. Uh, I'm the Batman expert, if you don't mind. No, no, no. Um, don't mind me. Uh, the movie takes place uh, year two of Batman's journey. You know, he's had a lot of sleepless nights. Um, the move, First of all, well, the, the, I'm going to the story. Um, this is year two of Batman. We've got a new kind of psychopathic serial killer who is basically trying to... Uh, I guess uncover these the secrets of Gotham's underworld um, by killing prolific figures who are corrupt from um, people who are in who are either the mayor who are in the the the, the lawyers everybody who's corrupt the Riddler is seeking to to either kill them and expose their secrets um, and to um, shed light on how they may have impacted his life in a way and of course Batman is is thrown into this case because of course the Waynes the Wayne family has some secrets that even Bruce was unaware of before the move when the movie starts yeah and with that little subplot it's clearly taking um I feel I don't I mean I don't know if Reeves is familiar with the Telltale games but I mean it seems to me he may be because this is something taken straight out of there, which did something new, which hadn't been done to my knowledge before. With uh, well, there Batman's... were several elements of different Batman lores. Oh yeah, 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 Absol- for sure, absolutely. Um, telltale. There's the um, there's somewhat of the grunge of Year One. But yeah. There's also um, uh, the Long Halloween a little with bit the, with the uh, use of the gangster characters like Carmine Falcone. And the, yeah. the subplot of Karma and Falcone basically having control of all of Gotham. But yeah, I really liked how they took the, that plot from the Telltale games with uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne not exactly being the perfect people with the perfect parents that we've seen in past iterations of Batman. Because honestly, yeah. 
the way they're treated in like other versions of Batman, it's like they're not even. They would be like feel like people. They're treated just like they're holier than thou. Exactly. You know? Yeah, they're like uh, aspirational figures. They don't even like really feel like people. You know? They're treated like Justin Trudeau is treated in Canada. <laughs> More or less, yeah. And so I thought it was really interesting to show. And I, I loved it when they did it in the Telltale game. So I thought it was really cool that they did it here as well. Yes. Um, and we have fantastic performances from uh, Zoe Kravitz, who plays Sel- uh, Selena Kyle, who's out on uh, her own little mission to uncover um, a murder plot. Uh, also, maybe find some, to resolve some family issues that are in the movie. Um, we've got Paul Dano as the Riddler, who, I, and if I'm being honest, might be the best Batman villain we've had since Heath Ledger's The Joker. Um, you know what? You want you want to talk about Paul Dano for a second? Sure. Paul Dano might, and I guess it is technically a little early to say, but he might go down as one of the best comic book movie villains of all time. I really feel that way. I really thought his performance was great. He he was legitimately frightening to me. He was off-putting. He was upsetting. Like the 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 brutality that his character committed. The only reason why this movie is PG thirteen is because there technically isn't any blood in it. Otherwise, it 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 it's, it skirts the line of R. I mean, the very first scene is Riddler bludgeoning someone in the head. That's the first scene. Like, I mean, from there on, like, the move, like, it just escalates. So, yeah, I thought he really did a good job with that performance. Absolutely. I mean, when you're saying Riddler's performance is, it's, it's, it's jarring. Absolutely jarring. It's unsettling. And the thing is, Paul Dano, he's playing such a regular guy underneath all of the mystique of, the Riddler and everything, his performance is is that it's it gives very much like I don't want to I, I don't it's, it's giving very much Zodiac Killer it's giving very much Hannibal Lecter um, you know with him being several steps ahead of Batman and this and in this movie the Riddler is actually several steps ahead of of, of Batman. In many comic lore, uh, TV shows, and all that, Batman's able to to you know get ahead of Riddler pretty quickly. But throughout, generally the whole movie, Batman is always a step behind, and you and that adds to the to the tension in this movie. And this movie is me mentioning tension is a masterclass, I think, in building tension for a superhero film. We haven't seen such such um, visceral like violence and and on your edge suspense uh, in a move in a not a comic book movie and I think I don't know how long. Yeah, there are it, definitely it points at this movie. Show. And yeah, it, it keeps you on the edge of your seat the whole time. And I mean, this movie is definitely a, a meaty two hours and 40 something odd minutes without the credits but like if Adu and I were able to be on the edge of our seat like majority of that time from basically each act I mean Matt Reeves has uh, I want to say a masterpiece film on his hands here Um, Um, I don't know if I would say like masterpiece right now because like it's not perfect it comes very close to perfect and i enjoy his past work like um the planet of the the planet of the apes trilogy and uh cloverfield and 10 cloverfield lane but um it it, it, uh, right now and this could change in the future right now it's it's very 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 it's near perfect to me um but yeah paul dano man he can, like you were saying, he does a good job of with like playing with like the duality of the Ridley because like some at some moments he's 
this almost inhuman feeling force of nature. In other moments, he's mm. he's he's, he's, just he's a man. Hey guys, uh, this is the Riddler. Thanks for you know all the follows and subscribes. You know, don't forget to donate to my yeah Patreon. no 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 no. We don't want to we don't want to go too deep. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna go too deep into it, but you know, That's I just thought it was real. That was really um interesting way to go with this character, and I really thought it was really well done. It's um, and I I know some people may not enjoy uh Riddler performances of the past, but uh, I, primarily I, the Jim Carrey. I wasn't Riddler. I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to. I I yeah, feel like are. I feel like for what he was asked to do, he did fine. That was what he was asked to do, and he delivered. Yeah, he. I mean, he delivered. That doesn't mean it was acceptable. <laughs> yeah, the person I, who, who who wrote it. I think know. I think Paul Dino Paul Dino Paul Good Dino guy. did a really really great job with that. Yeah, uh, I think he definitely like showed the Riddler's intelligence, his calculating nature. Um, his. I mean, this is a Riddler. I mean. For the most part, the Riddler has been somebody who's been a psychopath who's sick of being a psychopath. But this Riddler has motivations. This Riddler, you know, has privy to knowledge. Um, throughout Gotham, I guess the last the last twenty years of Gotham's history, um, that he feels needs to be brought to the light. Um, he he feels like, and you and you see it in the trailers. That Gotham City is is a cesspool, and everyone is corrupt. You know, of course, there are people like Jim Jim Gordon, who's not played by the the amazing Jeffrey Wright, but you know, the Riddler's motivations. Some could see say I wouldn't say they're justified, but you absolutely see his point of view, and that is when you can when you have a villain where the audience sympathizes or at least can understand their point of view, I think you have hit a hell of a stride. And I think that's what happened here with Paul Dano's Riddler. Yeah, and I actually have a point to make about what happened with that and how that his story went in the movie that um, I want to I pick up back with later. But um, yeah, there are other characters in this movie, like uh, Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. Selena Kyle. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. It's not really called Catwoman. Yeah, they didn't call her Catwoman once the whole movie. I thought that was pretty... I, I don't think they will. What makes you... Well... I mean, I guess, she's he, called herself the cat, but I don't think she'll call herself Catwoman. Honestly, that was, that was... Even when they when she did that in the movie, that was kind of random. Like, <laughs> why did you just call yourself a cat? Like, what? It felt weird. Like, yeah, well, she's a cat burglar, so... I mean, I guess. And I, and I know she knows what her what her fucking nest looks like. It's no way that she doesn't realize. No, so she like that. does have. She's adopted a lot of cats. So, so she's a cat lady. Yeah. If anything, and, and, they she call herself like the cat. Lady. I mean, she she the baddest cat lady I ever seen. No, I'm just I, I, I mean, Michelle but, Pfeiffer, <laughs> did, you know, did did you know? I mean, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, but, but Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, but that know. Michelle Pfeiffer's, though. That Michelle Pfeiffer's, though. But that Zoe Kravitz, though. That's Zoe Kravitz, though. I mean, and, um, but her performance was, I thought, really... It was, it, was, it was good. It was well done. I feel like... I know the movie's three hours, so they only got so much time. I, I felt like she could have gotten a little bit more characterization. Um, especially with that whole plot with uh, her and her friend, I feel like we didn't get a lot of time to actually develop that and to you know see what their relationship was like and to like care about her friends so that we care about what happens to her. But you know, for what God, I thought it was really good. You know, um, no shade to Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway is a very talented actress, but I felt like this Catwoman made way more of an impression on me than hers did in the last oh absolutely you know and i'm I'm sorry i half the time i'd be forgetting and half leaving play cat yeah because she never called herself catwoman she just called was referred to as selena kyle yeah like she like there was nothing cat about her at all like uh not to just like not to shut on the dark knight rises 
I never felt like the relate. I never felt the relationship between that Bruce and Selena. Like it didn't. I didn't buy it. You know, I just didn't. Unlike the relationship between Bruce and Selena here, I feel like it could develop into something. Right. Can we talk about Bruce? Can we talk about Bruce? Sure. Let's get into it. Fucking Brower Patterson as Bruce Wayne is fucking. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. Let me back up. Robert Pattinson as Batman is pristine. He said, "Y'all this not gonna man, call me no sparkly vampire no more." I'm an axe now. Y'all ain't gonna call me Twilight Boy anymore. Because this, I mean, this, 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 let's be honest and fair here. This man has been working his ass off the last ten years since Twilight ended. To prove that he is uh, a formidable character actor and just a, a formidable actor, period. You know, uh, and I think he's been proving that. I mean, literally, the last movie I saw him in before this, there were two movies Tenet, which I think he was a highlight in, even though the movie is very confusing, <laughs> um, and The Lighthouse, which is even more of a confusing mindfuck. I don't even know what to, well, how to process that movie with my brain. I really don't. Don't see it. It'll fuck you up. Do anyway, see it. The Lighthouse is amazing. Don't listen. The Lighthouse. Have you seen it? Hell yeah, I saw it. You saw The Lighthouse? Yep. Loved it. You, you put that on your Joloff Rice. Yeah, hark! Did it the whole, you know, speech with the Willem Dafoe? That, that movie is fucking confusing. It is. Um, it takes a couple watches to really get what's yeah. happening. Honestly, even I'm, I'm not even entirely sure I did, but I thought I really liked it. Oh, let me but ask you something. Robert, let me ask you something real quick. Have you ever seen Good Time? Yeah, I've seen Good Time. Okay, well, yeah, they, that's another one. I loved him in Good Time, man. Oh my god, what a great movie! Again, Robert Pattinson has been proving himself. He's been picking like smaller. In- these films since Twilight, but he has been proving himself to be a very formidable actor. And again, with Batman, he he plays very brooding, very dark. I mean, this is a neat. This is a noir, de- detective-driven Batman, and it is perfect. Uh, many people have said, and I will say my own variation of this. This is the Batman that I dream about seeing. Like, I dream about seeing on screen. He has these inner monologues. He goes over the crime scenes. He's, he's talking to himself, but to us as the audience, about how his, his nights are restless and sleepless. And, and he's, he refers to, to the criminals as the element. The element is ready to strike. But I'm here as well. Like he, like this is like Batman, like knee deep in the shit, like in the trenches, Batman. And it is fucking like literally every time, just about every single time this man appears on screen, he is coming, he is, he's coming out of the shadows. Like with the Dark Knight trilogy, like bless that, those, those films. But Batman would just appear out of nowhere. You know what I mean? But this Batman takes his time, like, strolling, making sure everyone hears his fucking bootsteps as he walks out from the shadows. Criminals are fucking afraid. Like, they're literally looking at, at the shadows in every dark corner or every dark alleyway. And, like, they are literally afraid. That he's 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 about to come out. He's about to come after them. Oh, that not is even, the type uh, of not even just criminals. Some civilians too. So shit. The, the man is literally like forcing himself into that urban, that mythic legend status. And it is like it's like my brain. Like it is hard to process that I finally got the Batman, you know, that I want. And again, he is he is Batman through and through. Um, he's a great fighter, and although the the action scenes aren't 
like a big thing in the movie, they are a highlight. Absolutely. Because if it's too much, then you dilute the story and blah, blah, blah. But the, the, the action scenes are definitely a highlight of the film. Um, you know, his, his chemistry, not only with, with Zoe Kravitz's Selena Kyle, but Jeffrey Wright's uh, Jim Gordon. And even his his small amount of screen time with um, uh, with Andy Serkis's Alfred, the, the the chemistry is is so different for each one. Yet it is so it is so real. Like you buy into it. Yo, his scenes with um Gordon almost felt like a buddy cop movie at certain points. Yeah, like you actually felt like those two were partners in a lot in a lot of the scenes they had. Especially the uh, <laughs> the, the El Rata Alata scene. Yeah, the the yeah that little there they have an interrogation scene, and it, they kind of play off one another. And there's a third person there, and that there it's just great. It's great to see them riff off one another and to see that that back and forth shit. It is it is the shit of my dreams. It's the shit I read in the comic books. And hell, you don't. You ought, to be honest, you don't even see it in the comic books anymore because they there's so much focus on Batman by himself that those stories with him and Jim, with he and Jim, just like getting down and gritty on these like detective cases, you don't see him like that. So th- it's really like a heart back to like Batman's true detective origins, and it is a, it is a masterclass. It's truly awesome. Um, there is one character that we haven't spoken about, which I, I think you know he definitely deserves some love. So, he should, he's getting his own. Spot. Oh, absolutely, Colin Farrell's the penguin. Yep. Oh, yeah, you motherfucker. Hey, listen, people, if you you will not, if you don't know, if you know who Colin Farrell is and you go into this movie not knowing he's in this movie, you'll leave still not recognizing what character he played because he was under such like transformative prosthetics like they they totally transformed this guy like he's fat he's got like scars on his face he's he's a, he looks like a totally different fucking person he did from from man i was like I'm, i really did not realize colin farrell was playing the penguin for like a few months i'm like oh Shit, that's Colin Farrell. Wow, that's because he just—it's he, a total transformation. I, I remember uh, early. I, I compared his performance in the in the movie. I told you um, he was like uh, Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. If Joe Pesci was a supervillain, that's basically Colin Farrell. You know who he? Who, I would have said he reminds me of. I I thought about it. He reminds me of a combination of Joe Pesci, and I'm blanking on it, but um. But Tony Soprano from The Sopranos. Yeah, 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 a little bit. Yeah. James Gandolfini. James Gandolfini. Gandolfini yeah. Hey, like, Bex, what's up, We're in a blender. That that this is the penguin you would get. That is the yes. Come on. Yes. And like you, you really get the sense that there is a lot more to come. From this character in later films. Yeah, I mean, he's basically, um, uh, he's kind of a minor character in this movie, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, he's definitely a minor character. Like, you, you see him, he's basically a, um, like a second level gangster. Like, yeah, he's just, like, he's Carmine Falcone's right hand man. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, again, he, he's, he's a minor character in this movie. When he but he has such personality, such presence again, and you don't even recognize that it's Colin Farrell because the performances and the prosthetics are just that good. Oh, you know what? Now that we touched on Falcone, I, I gotta say, another person who I feel like isn't getting as much spotlight as all the other cast members, John Tutoro's Carmine Falcone. Look. I've, Very I've, subtle I've, performance. I've seen John Turturro in quite a few movies. Um, he can play goofy very well. He can play serious very well. I've seen him in Transformers. I've seen him in um, 
do the right thing. I've seen him a whole bunch of films. The Big but Lebowski. I've, Big Lebowski. I don't know if I've ever seen him in a role where he was like intimidated. Because the thing about John Turturro's uh, Carmine Falcone is like he's that type of gangster who's like he don't really got to say too much. He's just he's in the room and he's got a presence. Like his reputation precedes him. He's that kind of gangster. Like if you pay attention in the movie, Falcone really don't talk too much. He really doesn't. And he stays wearing them shades 24-7. People taking shots at him. He's still got them shades on. <laughs> the, the lights are out. He's still got them shades on. He's got that like quiet intimidation going on with him where you know like he's he's not the type of dude to be messed with. Absolutely. And his performance is very it's very subtle. Like it's not overt in any way. Like he's he doesn't he hardly ever yells. Like he's not he's a very methodical gangster. Um you can tell in the way he he carries himself and the way he carries has conversations with people. Like this is a very different role for John Turturro and he he does a hell of a job in it. Just a solid. And he castle. looks very comic accurate, if we're being honest. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, very solid cast. Love the music. Love the theme. Now I did feel like they played the da, 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 the Batman thing. They played Batman's new thing. They played it a little. It was almost like the the one. You know how remember in the, the first Wonder Woman movie every fifteen minutes with every they did the same thing here where it was every fifteen minutes. And I love the theme song. I mean, I I added it to my library, but I mean, damn, y'all could have y'all could have cut back a little bit. Felt like I was constantly hearing it, you know. But you know, still love the theme song. Really well done piece of music. Uh, Michael Giacchino. Michael, Michael Giacchino. Giacchino. I absolutely slaughtered your last name. I apologize. For yes, that. you did. Um, love the set design of Gotham. Gotham. This Gotham is the best is Gotham character. Got is this is the best Gotham has ever looked, and that is the worst that Gotham has ever looked. Right. That is a perfect statement. Like it, Gotham should look dirty, dingy, just all types of jacked up. And it, it, whoever did the set design for this movie is perfect. It's perfect. It feels cramped, you know. It feels like there's a whole lot going on with the city. It, it's got. It, it don't feel like oh, it's just Chicago again. No, and you it know feels like crazy? its own city. This is. I think this is the first time we've ever seen Bruce Wayne's like house. Not oh my god, like the set mansion. The set design of Bruce's house. I love it. It's like it's, it's like this gothic, gothic as hell. Yeah, it's like this gothic, gothic mansion with like there's so much going on. Like you could it's like, like a, it's a penthouse. I could just pause the, the movie for a second and just look at the everything that's going on with the inside of Bruce's house. I just like I it's love not it. even Wayne Manor anymore. Is it, is it just like Wayne Tower? Oh man. No, it was still a mansion, right? No, it was it was at that tower. Remember? Was it? Oh, no, no. Yeah, no, no. remember when Alfred had his mishap? And Maybe Bruce it was, was driving. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I, wasn't that like a tower in the mansion? No, that was. They live in that tower. Uh, well, I don't know. I'll I'll see it whenever I see it. But yeah. Um. Yeah. As. I mean, I feel like is there any is there anything left that's not spoiler ish? Um, no. I mean, I think let's just give our like our final quick overview. I mean, uh, for me, this this movie is a quintessential detective story, uh, a quintessential Batman detective story, uh, going up against one of his most mentally stimulating and intriguing villains done like very uniquely but like perfect very perfectly for me 
Uh, I'm going to give this a rating out of out of five. But I will wait till after review gives his uh, little overview. Uh, so yeah, like I said, um, I love all the cast members did a great job in this movie. The music's great, the set design is great, um, the story is great. Um, Shit, the cinematography. Uh, yeah, the cinematography is great. I love the villain Paul Daniels Riddler. Um, I like in the story how I felt like Batman and Riddler kind of mirrored each other in a way because really? yeah yeah because like batman his whole thing in the movie is like his character arc in the movie is he starts the movie being you know i am vengeance like he's filled with vengeance right he wants vengeance for what happened to his parents and then by the time not i'm not another thing specific but by, by the time he gets to the end of the movie he's he wants to change symbol yeah, exactly. He wants to change how he does things. He wants to be a symbol of hope. While Riddler, his whole thing, and I'm, I'm not going to go into his, uh, his character motivation too much, but basically it's also vengeance. And he sees what could have happened to him with Riddler. So I thought it was really, you know, in that way, they kind of married each other, which is what I was uh, referring to in there. Yeah. Um, so for me, I feel like I, I would give this movie a uh, 4.9 out of 5. Very, very close to a 5. Only because I feel like the first act dragged just a little bit. Um, but once it gets into the second act, the movie gets going. The, the first act, to me, it did drag a little. That you, I feel like you really feel those three hours. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they could have found a way to trim the, the first act a little bit. Also, I feel like we could have gotten a little bit more characterization for Selena. But yeah, outside of that, really great movie. I mean, go go see it. You know, <laughs> I ain't, ain't going to tell you not see it. It's a, it's a great Batman movie. It is, it's been a decade since the last solo Batman movie. And Batman's back in a big way. If, if they're going to like have this whole separate Bat universe thing, whatever they're doing, I'm okay with it being said in this universe. I think Matt Reeves did a really good job. Couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, I give it a four point uh, a four point nine five out of five. Um, everything I do said from the set design to the, the cinematography, the writing, everything is 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 beautiful. Everything is is. It it feels like it should. It has the the streets of Gotham are are grungy and dirty. Batman is is literally he even himself says he feels like he's fighting a battle that he may not win, but the whole point of Batman is to try. Um, I do is also right where the, you absolutely feel the almost three hour movie. You know there are parts I feel like maybe. At least fifteen to twenty minutes of the of the film could have been could have been cut for fat. Um, I heard I heard there's even a four hour cut. Apparently, good. Well, yeah, it's probably true because they had to do several test readings to get down to where they're at now. But um, yeah, I I don't necessarily agree that there needs to be more characterization to Selena, but I. I think that just about everybody served their purpose in this movie. Um, I think everybody shined in their perspective roles. Uh, I can't wait to see where this character goes. And like you said, um, if they're going to stick with this Batman having his own continuity, I am perfectly fine with that. Absolutely. As long as you keep it this same quality, the same director, the same writer, allow them their 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 time and their process. I, you know, I will come every single time. Pause. Did, uh, it, Don't do it. For, okay, so did you do that on purpose? <laughs> this phrasing. What the fuck? I no, I didn't <laughs> do it on purpose. I. I don't I will, believe you, bro. <laughs> I will go. I will go to the theater every time. Okay. Jesus Christ. 
if they no. continue to put out I'm this. That. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If they, can, if they continue to put out con- quality content like this under the direction of Matt Reeves, you will have uh, an automatic. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Give me a minute. Ticket Don't buyer. Give me a minute. I subscription. I need to close myself. You did that on purpose, man. I don't believe you. Ain't no oh, way you God. just said that and didn't realize what you just said. I realized after. Jesus Christ. Hey, man, at least clean up after yourself. All right, be, be, be considerate to, to the movie theater workers. They cleaned up worse. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. You. You you did you did that was not in it you I, Jesus Christ all right let's let's get into the spoilers man God damn wow. all right yeah but yeah go see the movie holy it's great God. Time. it's it's the fucking Batman you didn't know you wanted but he's I mean if you're a fan like me you definitely knew you wanted Ooh, it I, I don't know if it, anyone's as big as a fan as you are clearly oh okay all right okay. God damn. I see who's being the juvenile today. Nigga, you said what you said. I I ain't telling you to say that. You said that. You know what you said. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, go see that movie. It's definitely worth the the, the buy ticket. Just, again, if you you can, make sure you have recliner seats. Otherwise, you will be upset. But, yeah. So you need recliner seats for when you... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm so glad we got that this this recorded for 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 pros- for prosperity for historical reasons. <laughs> Jesus Brief spoilers. Yeah, so so if you haven't seen the Batman, uh stop listening here because we're about to get into spoilers. I don't think there's really too many spoilers to talk about, but so you know, this second probably won't be too long, but you know. If you don't want to hear anything else about the Batman, stop right here. Uh five, (laughs) five, four, three, two, one. Uh, let's go. All right. So the Waynes, the Waynes, I wouldn't being somewhat corrupt, you know, I mean, having to- a totally different backstory with the Arkhams, uh, Martha being, and I was, you know, I don't know if with, if it was before the last 10 years or not, but was Martha Wayne always in Arkham? Or was it just like something they just decided to do in like the last 10 years? I believe it's something they decided. You mean like in the movie? No, like period. Like oh. she always like in comics. I mean, she was always referred to as Martha and Thomas Wayne. So, you know, like we never really heard her. I mean, at least I don't think so. We never really I mean, heard her name. I, closest I can think of is... um. Spoilers for Flashpoint, I guess. Um, in the Flashpoint universe, like Martha, with the one where Bruce dies instead of the parents, um, Martha Wayne becomes that universe's Joker. Like that's the closest I can think of. But otherwise, mm. I don't think so. Although you know, it's interesting. I do want because the the movie does acknowledge that Bruce is probably a little crazy. So I wonder he probably if, inherit some of that. Yeah, see, yeah, mom. see, we're on the same page. I wonder if like that's going to come into play with Martha's um, mental health not being the best and her having to be committed to Arkham for a few years. I wonder if that's going like, to come into play with Bruce. Yeah, because you saw when Bruce, when he saw the the video that Riddler had posted online about you know his his father trying to hide his mom's parents committing suicide and then there being mental illness in the family you kind of at least maybe for me when he he saw that it looked like his eyes 
widened a little bit and maybe he said to himself and i could be wrong here oh shit do i have mental illness like is this am i mentally ill from like a family like is this inherited Mm. like he seemed very shocked at the prospect of like his not only his mother being in and out of mental institutions but also his grandmother killing her her husband and then herself Wait, what? Did I did I miss that? Martha's mother killed her father and then committed suicide. When did they say that? That was literally the thing that they said they they um the Waynes or the Arkham's tried to cover up. Uh okay, I must have missed that. Okay. I don't I'll take your word for it. Maybe I just missed it. Yeah, so there's like a long history of mental illness and at least on his mother's side, so of course that obviously has something, some some trickle down effect in his decision to become Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and um, I, I so I, you know, one thing I do wish they did, they kind of they kind of they kind of bitched out a little bit because like in the Telltale games they established Bruce and Martha Wayne's Wayne were not good people. They were straight up gangsters. Like they was. They was putting people that they were putting like their political enemies in Arkham and shit. Like they were kind of fucked up. But they kind of in the movie, they was like, I mean, he was, yeah, he kind of accidentally put out a hit on someone, but he felt bad about it because he didn't, he didn't know this stone cold gangster was going to kill him. I mean, how is he supposed to know that? So I feel like they kind of, they kind of bitched out a little bit. I wish they had done what Telltale done and just been like, nah, Martha. And uh, what, what's the dad's name again? Thomas, Martha, and Thomas—they were straight up bad people. I, I kind of wish they had done that, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I just don't think he knew. Again, he said, and I think there was a little bit of truth to carve to Falcone's lie. I think that Wayne, Thomas Wayne, probably did say, "I want you to put the fear of God into him," but he definitely didn't. Bro, like, insinuate murder the guy. You say that to a nigga like Carmine Falcone, he's gonna take that to mean murder. Like, come on, let's be real here. Oh, absolutely. But again, that was his his naivete. You know, him being naive. He to, a grown ass like, man. How naive can he be? He he's from Gotham. He can't be that naive out here, man. He knew well, who he was. Listen, he knew he was. He just didn't know what he was fully capable of. He didn't know what Carmine Falcone was fully capable of? Yeah, I don't buy that. That nigga was lying. You know, I did think it was funny as hell, though, that as as soon as um Alfred came out of that coma, uh, <laughs> first thing Bruce, Bruce said is like, why are you going to tell me about my daddy? He said you <laughs> Nigga, me. I just woke up. I took a bomb to the face. Which, by the way, well, maybe not to the face. You kind of threw it away, but you, you get what I mean. I, I, I just woke up. You asked me about your fucking daddy. How about a, how are you? How about a, are you okay? Can I get you anything? Like, God damn, man. I, like, I just woke up. Shit. But Bruce he was woke key, up with a low, smile on his face. He, he was a little bit of a brat in this movie, but it, it worked. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure Bruce is supposed to be in, like, his mid-20s, maybe. I think he's in his late twenties. I think I read he's twenty eight in this movie. Ah, okay, that's older than I expected. But okay. Um, how about uh the fact that this movie Loki is kind of one of the funniest Batman movies in a minute? Yeah, it 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 has a a good sense of humor, but not overt like Marvel. Yeah, yeah, it's not like a like a comedy. It just has funny moments like uh. Batman totally wiping out when he was flying, using his flight suit for the first time, or <laughs> punching like, out. I don't even um, think that was intended to be funny. <laughs> I, that was slapstick. That, I think it was. I think it was supposed to be funny. That was straight up. That was like some Three Stooges type shit. No, this is, this is just a Batman who's still figuring shit out. It can be both. It, it did show. It, it obviously had a purpose. It was to show that he's not perfect. 
but at the same time, that's right. And he's hell. still figuring out his suit and all that. You you could play the jackass theme song under that, and it would fit, bro. Yes, <laughs> mm. I might do that edit if I can find the scene. I might actually do that edit because that actually sounds hilarious to me. When he's walking away, fucking limping. <laughs> that's hilarious. My name is Bruce Wayne. This is Bat Flight Suit. Real question though, I'm watching the movie, and to me, it doesn't seem to make any sense why Bruce Wayne has a cape if it's not for flight. Uh, I don't know, intimidation maybe. He literally got dragged. Okay, let me ask you something. By Riddler thugs. Imagine the costume without the cape. I don't think it would look as intimidating. Maybe not, but Batman Beyond is going to have that hurdle to figure out whenever sure. that movie comes into play. That's actually a good point. Never mind. <laughs> well, you just shit on my point. Yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah. Huh. Okay, but okay, think about the way that this suit is designed, though. Would it look as intimidating without this, specifically this suit? Specifically? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe, maybe not. Because you're not wrong. Uh, I, I mean, because Batman does a lot of hand-to-hand fighting. And I'm like, I'm like you got to think a cape would get in the way of that. And you know what I think is actually really cool? I think this movie did a lot, had a lot of practical capes in the movie. Like with Ben Affleck's Batman, that cape was CGI damn near 90% of the time. But this, like, you, like, I'm pretty sure, like, with the way it was moving and shit, that cape was there. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like, I like the little choices in the costume, too. Like, it wasn't like capes of the past that have been, like, connected to, I don't think it was connected to the cowl, right? No, it had its own little, um, collar. Yes, it reminded me of um, the the Injustice Batman suit. It reminded me of uh, the Ark, the suit from the Arkham games, actually, uh, specifically yeah. Arkham Knight, I think. Right, because it's, it's definitely much more of an armored version of the suit, but it's yeah. more like armor. It's more like it's a combination of armor and tactical military wear. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Um... Oh, and uh, another funny moment, the El Rata Alata scene I um, referred to earlier, where apparently Bruce and uh, Gordon have no idea how to speak Spanish, but Penguin does, apparently. That was hilarious. Again, where he actually, fucking ends up waddling. Yeah, in a, the a very funny. Did you, it's because his, his uh, ankles were... Um, yeah, ankle his ankles cuffed. were tied together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Penguin is hilarious in this movie. But yeah, this is actually a, a pretty funny move, from, like in a good way. <clears throat> Yeah, it has a natural, a nice natural sense of humor that never overpowers the scene. Now, um, I, I, th- I think we got to talk about the green-haired elephant. Oh, you mean the pale face element? Sure. Joker's in the movie. Yes. <clears throat> Played now, by Barry Keoghan. Technically, um, they don't ever call him. Okay, so Matt Reeves did an interview. He said Joe. No, Matt Reeves did an interview with IGN, and he said this is like he he said that that scene was supposed to be the second of two scenes. Mm. So in, in the first scene, Batman would have came to Arkham to kind of get like a psychological profile from Joker, basically like more Hannibal Lecter shit. Oh, okay. Like Silence of the Lambs. Uh, like yeah, like like uh, a psychological profile on the Riddler from the Joker. So they, they already had a previously established relationship. At, that, at this point, yeah. And okay. the Joker was going to say, it's, all, it's almost our year relation. It's also uh, it's almost our anniversary or some shit like that. And so he says that this isn't this is Joker before he's called Joker. Like this is proto Joker. 
Um, he also did say that he wanted to differentiate his Joker because he didn't want to do the, the Jack Nicholson makeup look, but he also didn't want to do the Heath Ledger um, scars look. So he said he decided to go with a Joker who was born with the ability to, to always smile. Well, not even the ability. He was born with the facial disfigurement of always smiling, mm. which caused him to which caused him to be bullied, bullied his whole life, which then, of course, fucked up his mental health. And, you know, he becomes who he is at some point. Interesting. I want to see him, like, what he actually looks like, because they never really show him. In the yeah, movie. but even, even what I, from what we did see and from the people, from friends I know who've seen the movie by now, everybody initially thought it was, the, it was uh, Two-Face. That's so funny because my, my brother you, literally thought the same thing. Because you did see this person like with visible scars on their face. Although it was a side profile, you did see they had scars on their face. And I and even myself, I said, is that two face? Like he's got he's like he's got burns all over him. But no, that's fucking that's the Joker. Played by Barry Keoghan or Keoghan uh from Eternals. He was also in, oh, God, what was that Christopher Nolan movie, that World War movie? Oh. Uh, it was right before Tenet. Oh, oh, 19-something? 1918? No, my bad, called? Dunkirk. It was Dunkirk. Dunkirk, yeah, he was in Dunkirk. So he he's, he, you know, Barry Kilgan is, is somewhat of a, like a, a rising star in Hollywood. So good on him. Um, I guess. I mean, in a way, it's kind of. I guess it's kind of weird to have a Batman universe without a Joker. Like, so I guess you have to use him. So if if you have to, and plus Warner Brothers is like, you better put him in that. I guarantee Warner Brothers is like, hey, he better show up in that damn movie. All right, he makes money. So, um, but part of me is like. Damn, another Joker? Like, God, like we just got a new one and then another new one. And now we have another new one. You know what I mean? But I mean, I guess if you have to have them in there, um, this is definitely an interesting way to do it. Because I, you know what would be really cool? If the mm. whole time he just never leaves Arkham, but he's still like running the Batman's oh, Rose Gallery. Yeah, he's from, just from everybody from Arkham. Exactly. That, yeah. I think that. So really I think cool. the I think the plan is that Joker won't make a full appearance until the third movie, anyway. Mm. Okay. So yeah, if, have a little build up to it. Okay. Right. Like because before, before you know, they did. They went uh, Batman Begins and immediately into uh, the Joker and the Dark Knight. Yeah. Um. So I think they they could they're obviously going to go for a much slower burn this go around. I think I think they just kind of want to like tease him more like kind of like a Nick Fury type. That give him a small little cameo here, enough for the audience to to know what's going on, but crave more. You know, you you brought up the Dark Knight, so I want to ask you this: Is this movie better than the Dark Knight? Art is subjective. It is. Um, I won't. I feel like it's a better Batman movie all the way around. Um, there are obviously aspects that I think Christopher Nolan did a little bit better. I think Christian Bale's like duality between, although again, not my favorite compared to Ben Affleck, but um, I think Chris Nolan's showing uh, Christian Bale's duality between the bad man voice and his regular American playboy voice. Although on that point you have to you have to you have to keep in mind though that these are two different Bruce Wayne's. That Bruce Wayne is already like growing and mature. He knows what he's doing. This Bruce Wayne is still angry and pure. basically there's no difference between Batman and Bruce Wayne for this Bruce Wayne. So that you know, you gotta right, keep yeah, that consideration. Batman bleeds bleeds into this into our patterns with Bruce Wayne. 
Like many people have said, there are three characters when it comes to Batman. There's the mask of Bruce Wayne. That's one character. There's the outside criminal, uh, criminal, uh, crime enforcer. That is Batman is number two. And there is the man in the cave talking to Alfred, Dick, and Barbara, which is the third character, which is who they say is the real Bruce. So I think for me, much like what you said, um, it seemed very much like a one-note Batman the whole way through. And like there's no disconnect. And again, this may it may just chalk it up to it being a year two detective story, but it definitely didn't seem like he differentiated at all. Like even in the fucking funeral scene when that was on purpose kid, though. If he was when he was saying that kid and that kid really looked, he could have been like, Wait a minute, why the prison? Wait, somebody else looked at me like that. Like the kid would have connected dots. Um, as for me, uh, I was now I want to say The Dark Knight is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, it's a really well done movie. I think, I think The Batman is a better movie, but I think The Dark Knight is a more well made movie, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Okay. Um, I think. Of course, not, I mean this. Came. This is still fresh, so maybe I'll change my mind later. But that's right now. That's just how. Yeah, and of course, because we've had a lot of time to ruminate on the Dark Knight, so yeah. there are a lot of built-in biases towards it. And anyhow, but I mean, this movie had a lot going against it with COVID, with a new recasting of Batman, new director. It definitely had a lot going to against it this year, this movie. But it's been triumphant so far. It's made over over a quarter mil in its first couple of days. I'm not surprised. And, and you know, certain in a post-pandemic certain, world. Certain fans so certain fans praying on the, this movie's downfall. I, I know y'all are out there, but you know, I mean, like, I don't know why they it's a Batman who's gonna make money regardless. Like, come on. This movie made a quarter billion dollars in just like that's two or three crazy. days. That's, that's impressive. It is, it is. So yeah, I think that's pretty much it for spoilers, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, the Batman fucking... I think we should just touch on real quick how important it is that Batman is now... He's not. He's no longer that, that figure in the shadows. Because after the end of this movie and him kind of leading what remaining citizens were left to to safety, he's that much more tangible to the element and to Gothamites. I think that moving forward, you'll probably you'll probably see Batman get the love that Spider Man gets in New York. Hmm. Hmm. Like, like with that bridge scene, like with that yeah. bridge scene in the very first Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Hmm. When the New Yorkers just start throwing shit at Green Goblin, I'm, I'm thinking that because of how Batman handled that end, I think he's going to get some some type of love so going you forward. Think, you think in the franchise might pull a reverse Harry Potter, where they start out dark, and then as the movies go on, they get lighter? I do. I absolutely do. And a little more fantastical, because... I've been hearing rumors that Freeze is the next villain. Now, I want to know how he thinks he's going to make that grounded. Because... Yeah, because that one's going to be crazy. I'm interested, though. But yeah, um, I don't even know who he would get. Maybe bring back Arnold. I don't know. Um, oh, don't, hell don't do no. Don't, don't, don't I would say Arnold. put, fuck, give, give it to Benedict. Hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch is Mr. Freeze. That's not a bad choice, actually. Oh, right? He he, he kind of has that robotic voice. You know, all he needs to do is put it to work. Ooh. What about um Homie from the Hannibal TV show? Mads Mickelson? Yeah, Mads Mickelson. Ooh, no. But you know who would you be You don't like good? that? How come you don't like that? 
I think the guy who played Will and Hannibal would be a great Victor. Victor Freeze. Oh, yeah, him too. Hugh Dancy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But no, Matt Nicholson, I don't, I, I, I just can't see it. I mean, I could see it. I, I mean, I could see it, but I think it would be two on the nose. So how does that <laughs> two on the nose? The the casting is really too good. Do. I, oh, I Victor Freeze. I think him being uh, uh what what is that Nicholson? He's fucking inherently I don't Swedish. Know. Some some Europeans. I'm not. He's Swedish. I don't know. I just think it might be a little like he's. He's getting a little too many villain roles, so I think maybe not him. But again, but it would definitely be a great choice. Matt Reeves would probably inspire the heck out of him. Oh, you know who would be a great choice? Hmm. Even though he was just he was just a villain, Woody Harrelson. What the fuck, Woody Harrelson as, as, as Mister Freeze? No, <laughs> no. No, and I like Woody Harrelson. Yeah. No, I do not see him as a Mister. Like fuck what he did as um fuck what he did as as Carnage. Carnage, yeah, nah, I, I don't I see absolutely it, think about when he played the fucking serial killer. What was that? Uh, I forget what that movie. Natural Born Killers. Yes, think about that performance. You you I remove a little of the it. of of the psychology from it, and add a little bit of intellect. Mm. That's fucking Victor Freeze. It's a no for me, dog. I don't see it. Okay, okay, hey man, you know, just throwing ideas out there. Yeah, and Matt Reeves already directed him in a Planet of the Apes movie, so I, I, I I don't, I just, I can't even picture that. It's just weird to me. Woody Harrelson is now. If it was Woody Harrelson, is like I don't know, Firefly or like. uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know, but not Mr. Freeze. Like that, that doesn't Hell, Paul Dano would have made a good Mr. Freeze as well as the Riddler. Yeah, yeah, he would have. Yeah. yeah. Oof, we've been here for a long time. Um, all right, might as well do the outro at this point. So, yeah, go check out the movie. You haven't seen it. It's really good. Uh, you can follow us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. Amazon, everywhere. Yes, spelled out sounds. You can find us on Twitch at Streams from Blurreds, spelled out sounds. S-T-R-E-A-M-S from Blurreds on Twitch. Um, Is that everything? All our socials and all that are in the description, so you can find that. We're everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, Any final comments for the people? This movie. Is the things of dreams. If you dream it, it too shall come to pass. Apparently, for you, it's, uh, it's wet dreams too, I guess. Oh, right. Okay. So okay. that's the end of the show. Where's the Lord's Road? Peace. <laughs> <laughs>